we are a proud member of the 143 Podcast Network. The Cheers to Comics Podcast is proudly affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com. That's No Signal Comics. NSCLiveTV.com. Find the Cheers to Comics Podcast on channel 34 of NSCLiveTV.com. No Signal Comics. The best in auction action. Hey everybody, I'm here to tell you about CyberCon. Yes, CyberCon. Now, CyberCon is, uh, you probably don't know what that is. Uh, that's because it's kind of a new thing. It's a brand new thing. Now, as you all know, con season has essentially been, if not postponed, canceled. So, uh, creators need ways to, to get out there. Vendors, all of that good stuff. So, NSCLiveTV.com is partnered with the Hanging With Web Show, along with Cheers to Comics Podcast, and so many other vendors and sponsors and creators and everything to come together and bring you CyberCon. Now, this is 50-plus straight hours straight 50 straight hours of convention action all through the night all through the day starting april 17th going into april 19th so from friday to sunday i know it's just right around the corner here um and yes you will catch cheers to comics for the first time ever live on saturday from 2 to 4 p.m mountain standard time and yes, I will have Luis Cruz, who is a quadriplegic comic book creator. I will have uh, some my Action Lab boys back. I'm going to have Rylan Grant, the most interesting man on the planet. I'm going to have David Pepos, the beast that has brought us Spencer and Locke and uh, going to the chapel. All in that two-hour block, all live, all brought to you by NSCLiveTV.com, Hanging with Web Show, and so many others. So this is CyberCon 2020, April 17th through the 19th, 50 plus straight hours. I urge you, join us, and it should, this should be a lot of fucking fun. Welcome back to the Truth to Comics podcast. I am your host, Brian Wayne, and this is episode 176. 176. This week I'll be going over the events and happenings that have taken place throughout the week of the 8th of April, 2020. So, uh, normally, yes, I'd be going over comic books, but on account of there ain't no comic books to go over, I've got plenty of news for you. So, it's all spoiled. Everything's spoiled. <laughs> We're just talking about the state of comics, essentially. So, uh, full disclosure, I guess I do gotta tell you I got a bit of a potty mouth, so you'll find that out soon enough, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, so if you're easily offended... Sorry. So, uh, where to begin? There's so much to talk about. There really is. You know, let's talk Jim Lee. Jim Lee's char charity sketches that he's been doing, been killing it with. Apparently, DC plans on turning these into uh, variants at some point. So, DC's thinking that, you know, these, these books will get printed again at some point, I would imagine, if they make an announcement like that. That's cool. That's cool. I know I like to see a closer look at them, have them in my hand, have a version of myself. It's a real reminder of the times, man, when we get those. Just know what those 
what those drawings were meant for originally. Uh, Jim Lee has raised a, an exorbitant amount of money, a tremendous amount of money for <laughs> for the, these, uh, this, this fund that he's, that he's uh, a part of. The name's escaping me. I don't know what it is. He's just supporting a COVID-19 LCS fund, from my understanding. So, yeah, good on you, Jim Lee. Meanwhile, uh, R Rob Layfield has tried to do the same thing by drawing characters that he has nothing to do with, like Harley Quinn and shit like that. And his, his like, 12 fanboys have come together and uh, uh, raised 25 grand. So, yeah. Rob Layfield, he's a sheep and a follower. All right, uh, continuing on. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jim Starlin. This is good news. Jim Starlin is coming back, and he's bringing back Dreadstar in a 100-page graphic novel set to release in October. Coming out from uh, Ominous Press. That's cool, right? Jim Starlin, you know, that guy that created everything, like Thanos and everything. So there you go. There you go. It's going to be nice seeing him come back with an old IP of his own, Dreadstar. Uh, uh, Donnie Cates. Donnie fucking Cates. Uh, how dare anybody ever say anything slightly bad about this man? Uh, <laughs> he's Here's the deal with this guy. He, to me, is turning into Keanu Reeves. There's no reason not to like him. Uh, but for whatever reason, I don't want to like him. It's because he's too good. It's it's pure jealousy. It's pure jealousy. That's all it is. The guy's too nice. Now, what am I getting at here? What are you getting at, Brian? Well, this guy's going around just fucking throwing money around like it ain't a fucking pandemic. I mean, and what I mean by that is he's going to LCSs and paying the outstanding <laughs> debts of the polis that haven't been able to be picked up because of this fucking pandemic. Donnie Cates has gone to not one, not one comic book store in Austin, Texas, but two fucking comic book stores in Austin, Texas, and gave them what I would imagine quadruple figures, uh, in cold hard cash, uh, sequential bills, because you know how he roll, uh, <laughs> and says, look, here's the deal. Uh, I know that one of the biggest falters in the comic book industry is people not picking up their books after they have LCSs order them. And right now, yes, there's a lot of people that just can't pick it up. So Donnie's going around and he's, uh, he's paying off th these amounts so that LCSs could at least have that money coming in. The money that they should be banking on every single whatever, you know, from the pre-orders. Not just the foot traffic, the pre-orders. And so, and it's not like he's like, hey, I'm going to buy all their comics and take them home with me. We know that's not happening. It's it's out there that Donnie doesn't keep comics at his house, really. He's not a collector. So he has no use for them, unless he was going to re-charitatorize them. <laughs> there we go. There's the thing. Um, just give all those to charity. But no. No. He uh, He's allowing those people to keep their books when those doors open. Now, like I said... Not only did, you know, the, the story broke with Austin Books and Comics, and everyone thought, fuck, this guy, he's a fucking G. He's a G. And then later on in the day, a story broke that also down in Austin, Texas, man, Dragon's Lair Comics. 
He went down to the Austin Dragons lair. And fucking did... Oh, man. Donnie. Dude. Alright, I'm uh, <laughs> I know that I goof on you a lot. That's only because I really, really enjoy your work if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> like I said, it's just that... It's just straight envy. Um, and, you know, it's, it's the same... Yeah, it's... Good on you, man. Good on you. We need more fucking people like you out there. And you're a newbie, dude. I know that you're you're banking. We get that. But there's there's creators out there that have been doing this a lot longer and have nest eggs and nest eggs and nest eggs for their nest eggs. And uh, I want to see more of this. I do. I would like Donnie Cates to set a trend here. But who am I to say? I mean, it's that's that's asking quite a bit. And, you know, I'm not just saying with creators either. How about these fucking actors, man? I'm going to call for it again. You know, and I, I will go on to say that Donnie even called it out. Right after I initially called it out on this podcast, I seen a tweet the, the very next morning. And he said, hey, why don't we get fucking the Robert Downeys and the Chris Hemsworths and the Tom Hollands and the what-have-yous, the people that have made millions of fucking dollars off of this industry, step in, Throw their big f- fucking Benjamin Franklin dick roll on the table. Dick roll. <laughs> Money roll on the table. And... <laughs> Jesus, I lost myself there. Sorry. And, uh, yeah, fucking do do something good, man. I know comic books are just whatever right now. It's, it's, it's a low priority for the majority of the world. But the world will come back. And when there's no fucking content for the people to make movies off of anymore, it's going to be real sad that, you know, we didn't step up to help save this industry when we had a chance. So, cheers to you, Donny Cates. You're the fucking man. Uh, I want to talk more good news. More good... Ah! Uh, creators for comics. Hashtag creators for comics, to be a little bit more specific. Now, this is a big trend going on where... Uh, hundreds, well, at le- it started out with a hundred, I, I, maybe it is just a hundred, but I'm seeing so many creators just pop out now and say, hey, this is what I'm doing with this, so I don't know if they've been newly added to the thing or they're a part of it the whole time, but the fact is there's at least a hundred creators part of this hashtag creators for comics thing, and they're auctioning off their own work uh, to benefit an LCS fund. So this was all started off with, uh, or started out by Sam Humphreys and Brian Michael Bendis, once again, two creators with very large, uh, well, I guess dick rolls, because <laughs> that's a thing. They 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 fucking put their heads together and said, "Hey, let's let's do this thing. We you know we've got we've got the means to raise some money, so let's do this." And goddamn it, they're fucking doing this. So it started on Wednesday and it's going all the way through Monday. Let's see, it's the sixteenth, so like the twentieth or something like that. So all on Twitter and Facebook, you're going to see your favorite creators popping up saying, hey, here's here the auction starts here, bidding starts at, and it all goes towards this one fund. So fucking, uh, I know that Jerry Duggan's all up in it, and we already said Sam Humphreys and Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, David Pepos, he's on it, and we're going to talk about that here uh, live on the 18th for CyberCon. I'm going to have David Pepos... On. I'm going to talk more about that, but yeah, I'm definitely going to pick his brain on uh, hashtag creators for comics, and like I said, it's it's refreshing 
to see the the people that do have the means to step up and do something for this industry to keep it afloat while you know the the, the floaties have essentially been popped right now so we're trying to blow some air back into these motherfuckers and it's people like Jim Lee and hashtag creators for comics and uh, shit like that. Donnie Cates. Those types of the people are the ones that are going to keep, keep, put the patches on the fucking floaties in the meantime. So, um, geez, I'm almost getting a little emotional talking about it. Jesus, Brian. <laughs> Let's see here. What else can we, uh. What else could we talk about that's uh, positive before I get to doom and gloom? Tiger King! Yes, okay. Tiger King. <laughs> Even I, the comic book podcast, will be talking about Tiger King, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, Slurds. That's because Tiger King, they're going to make a fucking comic out of it, and why wouldn't you? Why would you not make a comic book out of the most fucking comic book goddamn story of all time that's real life? Because uh, we all know these are fucking kooky-ass comic book characters. We've all seen Tiger King at this point. I don't need to explain to you what Tiger King is. Uh, even if you only do comic books like me and don't watch anything else, you've still found the time to watch Tiger King, like myself. I don't watch shit. I watch Tiger King. And well, <laughs> this comic book, man, it's going to be called The Infamous Tiger King. So pulling a little from the Iron Man universe, you know, you know what I'm saying there with the only infamous Iron Man. You see what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> infamous Tiger King, done by Joe Frizzell or Frizzle, Frizzell. And this is going to be done from Tidal Wave Comics. They've yet to announce the artist, but we've seen some some uh, concept art, not necessarily concept art, but uh, marketing art for it, and it's just. It's wacky, man. Uh, and don't expect this whole giant uh, fucking graphic novel. It's just a one-shot. Just a one-shot. And this is the most baffling thing to me. This, this story that has so much going on is going to be dripped down and strained into 20 fucking pages. So you can only imagine... How off-the-wall, batshit, crazy, fast-paced, psychopathic, fucking... Whew! This is gonna be a fun read. It really is. I can't wait. I, and this is... Uh, it's it's smart. It's smart to... <laughs> Good on you, Netflix. You're gonna make even more money off of this motherfucker. Uh... Man. Um... I... <laughs> it was just... When I saw this story, I was fucking everybody's got to get in Tiger King right now. And apparently, even the fucking comic book podcast, Brian Wayne. Cheers to comic podcaster, Brian Wayne. <laughs> See, it's melted my brain. It has melted my fucking brain. Uh, I should have saved it for last. <laughs> let's uh, let's keep going here. Let's keep going. Uh, Alright, it's time to... Let's see. Yep, it's time to... It's time to talk Diamond. It's time to talk Diamond. Now, this time, it's more good news, actually. Uh, promising this this time. I, I, I know I'm a real roller coaster with this shit. One second, I'm like, it's going to be okay. And then the next second, hey, it's fucking doom and gloom. Get used to some bullshit. And then it's, hey, it's going to be okay. Well, um, Diamond has announced furloughs for their employees. And uh, you know, essentially, they're going to make sure that all their employees are or taken care of with their benefits and all of that dirt until they open up doors again. And the key phrasing and all of that 
uh, in, in Jeppy's letter, the, the CEO of Diamond, Jeppy, he, uh, he, he's optimistic that these doors are going to open and he's going to have his employees back in there again. He's not going to be just run by robots. Now, to what level does that mean? Um, uh, is he just furloughing? I mean, he says all the employees, but he could be furloughing all the employees until the doors open, but that might not mean all of them are coming back either. Look, you're on the roller coaster again, Brian. You're on the roller coaster. Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> and that's because, uh, uh, fuck. Uh, I, I don't know, man. What, what, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. I get it, but I think when he's, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to think here, man. I don't know what to think. I'm thinking that he may have, uh, other, other, uh, <laughs> Ways of going about business once things happen. I don't think everything is going to go back to normal. Yes, there's, the employees are going to furloughed and they can have that peace of mind in the meantime. But something tells me... I mean, we all know this industry shook. It's going to change. It's not going to just go back to normal. I don't see that happening. I really don't. I'm, I'm, back, in, I'm back in the doom and gloom, guys. Sorry. Uh, but I don't think it's going to come to an end either completely. Oh, he's back up. Uh, I, I, I think it's just gonna, we're gonna have to adapt, like, a lot of people are to a lot of different things once everything comes through, and yes, it's, it's, it's gonna change. Now, um, the, what I'm getting to with all of this is, uh, new books are probably gonna, I mean, yeah, new, new floppies are probably going to be a thing again, but I don't think it's gonna be in the magnitude that we see now. Because uh, I think that we're gonna the, the shift that we're gonna see really is going to be focused more on the sale and distribution of um, uh, the, the uh, trade paperbacks and collected editions and graphic novels, and that's that's going to seg me segue me into my my next article uh, uh, that New York Times put out and actually Steve Jeppe shared. Uh, with a small group of people, um, so that to me, him sharing this this article that I'm getting ready to talk about confirms my my. Uh, I'm not just guessing that it's going to be graphic novel based. It's it, the thing is, is New York Times put out an article about the state of comics, and it's very highly mentioned in there. Well, I can't say very highly mentioned, but it is mentioned in there. The 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 state of graphic novel sales are doing very well and things are selling higher in collected editions more than ever and that got me talking with some titans in the distribution industry and um yeah uh, fables for example was the first graphic novel to ever outsell the the, the uh, single issues and that's uh that's something that's something, um, and we're, we're starting to see more and more of a trend of that. Now, what I'm getting to here is, um, no, we're not going to just go completely to graphic novels, and this is my speculation. None of what I'm saying here is fact until it happens, um, but uh, I think the amount of floppies that we're going to be seeing printed is going to be cut down uh, drastically. I think we are going to still see those, but uh, for the most part, I think people are going to get used to, to reading their stories in collected editions, and we are going to see a spike in digital content. So digital is... Uh, my prediction, 
my prediction from what I gathered out of the news this week is um, Diamond will be back. They will be pushing out new issues here soon. We all know that uh, production has been cut back to some extent, not completely. So that, that, you know, math, right? Production's being cut back, so that would mean that the amount of titles being, you know, distributed and produced will eventually be lowered. So, um, yeah, we, we got that. And then we go into the, the, the whole graphic novel mention in the New York Times article that Jeppy himself has shared out. Now, him sharing that out is not news. This is me just being the journalist that I am doing my part to give you all of the news that I could, you know, I just, I'm just trying to fill you guys in as much, with as much information as I'm able to collect. So, um, my source, uh, tells me that, yes, Jeffy shared this with him, and, uh, he went on to, uh, go on and say pretty much that, yes, that I would get used to a large uptick in graphic novel, novel production, you know, it might not be months and months after some of these collected stories come out. Sometimes it might be closer to, you know, the, maybe the week of the final issue. Who knows? Who knows? But, yeah, I would, this is going to be the changes that we're going to have to adapt to. And that leads me into uh, my last article, or <laughs> article that I came across, and my last little tidbit of news that I want to share with you, Slurds. And that's uh, Todd McFarlane has finally uh, opened his mouth and given his opinion on the state of things. Now, I know that I have been preaching and preaching and preaching about saying we can't have digital comics right now while no physical comics are being distributed because that's going to kill LCSs and um, eventually just condition everybody to not want the floppies. Now... McFarlane has come in and said quite the contrary to really the majority of what people have saying, which is a great me. You know, I've been agreeing with the majority. McFarlane says no, that's not necessarily true. Yes, LCSs are very important. We get that, but comic books, like all other addictions and drugs, um, when one starts to be able to, you know, when one starts getting weaned off of it. They, they find something else. And, you know, video games are extremely popular. Uh, I mean, there's just so much to get into outside of comic books. And, you know, so we got to keep the people that we do have. Because without the collectors, this industry is nothing. You know, I mean, essentially, yeah, we say LCS is the most important part. The collectors, us, the readers, we are the most important thing. We're the audience. We're the people that they're creating this shit for. And if we don't have anybody to buy this shit, then, yeah. So, McFarlane proposed something pretty ballsy. And he said, we gotta, we gotta do digital right now. We got, I propose that we do do digital. Um, we, we release, like, ten-ish books, you know, give or take, for free. Just for free. While this is all going on. And that way, that way when the industry starts up again... You know, people, it's, it's, it's not a shocker. They'll get their physical copies. Sure, maybe Spawn 306, 307, and 308 aren't printed. Um, and they're only produced digitally. But in the meantime, they still got the story. They're still, we, and by they, I mean we, are still um, invested 
and and comics and the the, the monthly releases, the weekly releases, whatever it may be, because uh, we can't we can't lose our audience, our, our our very nerdy audience to this highly nerdy world that we're in now. And video games, fuck, dude, there that's comic books biggest uh biggest threat as far as you know audience uh, retention goes so yeah man um and i gotta say you know it's uh i think he's right on this i do i think he's right and this is all the more reason why i believe that we are going to be slowly conditioned to adapt to digital but not fully and his argument is the same argument that i had as to why physical comics will never go away um, and that's because of conventions. Uh, comic book creators aren't going to create unless they have the convention circuit to go to. And will there ever be a... F I mean, uh, and that's, that, that's a whole thing up in the air in itself. Will con comic book conventions ever be a thing again on the physical face-to-face -face matter? Uh, who knows? I would imagine on some level, yes, they come back. I don't think we're all just going to always be in a six-foot bubble from ourselves. I don't think that's going to be a thing. Um, but, uh, like I said, everything's shaken up. Everything's going to be different. Um, uh, CyberCon, you know, that's still a way to get your book signed and all of that. You know, you fucking... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, the but the fact is is that people want signatures on their books. You know, it's a big part of collecting, and that's a big part of the way creators make money. Is really what I was getting at. You know, the creators aren't going to create for these piddly ass uh, paychecks that these distributors give or uh, publishers give them, because these freelancers, you know, believe it or not, they don't make dick. A lot of them work at fucking call centers and have shit jobs and. I'm sure some of them fucking drive Uber and do DoorDash and shit like that because they don't make comics for the money. They don't. They make comics for the love of it and the fans. And they, th and they make their money meeting the fans at these conventions. And if the fans don't have something for them to sign, then yeah. So it all circles around to my argument. And really, essentially, I guess I have been kind of on McFarlane's side the whole time too. With the, But at the... I don't know. I, I'm I'm I was on the fence about the whole thing. I thought yes, we can't stop producing comics altogether, but at the same time we can't go all digital. But McFarlane's right. People aren't going to get their iPad signed. Um, we will find a way to distribute books physically again. And uh, yeah, man, um, and other creators are on or publishers are on board with this too. I mean, Boom stepped up and said, yeah, no, we're one hundred percent behind this. Let us release our content digitally. And we'll do it for free. We won't charge it. Like, that's the thing. Is He also said, we've made the money. We're fine. We can release it. And, uh, you know, me speaking with Image, and I'm he, and he, by me, I'm speaking in McFarlane's voice right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he was speaking for uh, Image, Dark Horse, Marvel, and DC all together. And, you know, I really I think he just wants to get all four of those guys in a room and any other publisher to come together and say, look, we just need to play nice here. Let's figure all this out. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's, let's, we, we got this. We have the means to, to come together ourselves. We don't need anybody else. We are the Titans. So, yeah, man, that's, uh, that's it. That's it. So on this crazy roller coaster of we're doomed, we're, we're, 
more damn to, hey, it's coming back to, ah, uh, fuck, but at what level? Uh, in the long run, I think what we could take out of all of this is everything is going to be changed in the world in every manner. Um, comic books will be affected. Comic books will come back, just like we'll be able to sit at a bar again. When that is, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but when essentially one guy, Steve Jeppe, controls the entire fate of the industry uh, because of whatever jurisdiction he so happens to live in, that's that's a problem. So I like to think that McFarlane is really going to be the voice of reason in all of this. Um, there's no doubting his abilities. He is probably the biggest name in comics next to Jim Lee. And yeah, that's, uh, it's, I'm, I'm seeing him speak out and not on behalf of image, but on just behalf of everybody was, uh, fucking ballsy. But at the same time, that's McFarlane. That's why I respect that motherfucker. Yes. I know that he could be a little, uh, pricky sometimes, but that's, that's how you get ahead. You know, sometimes you gotta be a fucking prick, and it's not, if the intentions for the long, uh, the end game are all good, you know, and he, that's just how he's gotta get through, by being a prick, because sometimes we're a little too fucking soft, and you just uh, you gotta poke it, you know, pop the fucking goddamn balloon, make the noise, I don't know, I'm using metaphors now, prick, <laughs> uh, but uh, that's, um, uh, I'm relieved, that's, I think that's the best word I could use for Todd McFarlane speaking out. I'm relieved, and I think all of us should be relieved. I do. Because I think this guy's steering the boat now. I think DC and Marvel are going to both listen. I really do. Uh, you know, he's, he's buddies with Jim Lee, and we know he runs DC. Um, I, I would imagine that Marvel is willing to, you know, and fucking set some differences aside with him, and yeah. See, McFarlane even went on to say that I'm willing to do a fucking Spawn Spider-Man team-up book, if that's what it's gonna take. Like, that's how willing he is to play nice with things that have soured his palate in the past. It's... Ah, man. If moves like that can be made, then we should be getting DC Marvel crossovers to, to convince... Uh, I mean, I don't know, it's not like we need, we don't need people to be buying, I mean, it's not like people don't want to buy comic books, it's just we need means to distribute it, maybe coming together to put these things together, these big events, or maybe it's a fundraiser type of thing, I don't know what the, I don't know how it's going to work, yes, we all need to see, I mean, we would all love to see these things, the Spawn Spider-Man, a Marvel DC, uh, fucking... I mean, yeah, I would love to see everybody just all come together and play nice. How that is going to get books in people's hands, I'm not quite sure. Unless, like I said, it's some charity event or fundraiser that essentially just buys out Diamond. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in these rooms yet. I haven't had that conversation with my sources yet. But we'll figure this out. And when I figure it out, I'll let you know. Um... <laughs> Uh, that's, uh, that's really, that's been the news. That's been the news. Um, Ringo voting is open. Anybody and their mama can vote. So I, I urge you to go out and vote in every category that you are aware of. And yeah, man, let's, uh, let's, let's give me some, some newly nominated Ringo winners and nominees to talk with next, uh, this next season. 
It should be a lot of fun. It should be a lot of fun. I love award seasons when it comes to comics. All the other shift doesn't matter, but when it comes to uh, the Ringos, I'm fucking all about it, man. I, I, I admittedly, I gotta go through and make my votes as well. So, um, yeah, just Google Ringos, and anybody and their mom can vote. So you don't have to be a creator, like with the uh, with the Eisners. Well, uh, that, uh, I think that wraps up the news this week. Um, I'm just going to say Tiger King one more time because everybody else is. <laughs> Support this podcast, y'all. Support this podcast. Uh, do so by jumping on Patreon. Patreon.com slash cheers to comics. And for as little as a dollar a month, with tiers ranging up with benefits to go along with the respected tier that you jump onto... Um, you will have access to early, uh, creator interviews and early content. Uh, eventually I'm going to get some long lost episodes up there. Um, yeah. And at the same time, you're just doing a good thing by supporting a, uh, uh well, I guess the cheers to comics, <laughs> something that you, you love and tune into, right? Uh, also leave five star reviews. Five star reviews are huge. The Apple overlords command it. Otherwise, this show cannot be popular. If it's not popular on iTunes, then yeah. So your your five star reviews and votes mean a, uh, a a tremendous amount to this podcast. It really does. I can't stress that enough. I know it seems piddly. I know I keep repeating myself every fucking link, but the amount of reviews I get compared to the amount of downloads I get is a little uh, nauseating. So step up. If you haven't left a five-star review on Apple, fucking do it. Fucking do it. And maybe I'll even read it. Make it funny. Be creative. I don't know. I'll read it. But make sure it's behind five stars, because anything less than five stars, you can go fuck right on off, because you made it all the way through the podcast at this point, so there's no reason to leave anything less than five stars. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, shit. Um, I, I, I got to, uh, I got to do a little read here at the end. Uh, I gotta talk about where to get your comics. I gotta talk about where to get your comics, and I got sponsors that are means for you to get comics. So that brings me to Hooked on Comics, brought to me and you by NSCLiveTV.com. When it comes to auction action, man, these guys know what's up. So you could find Hooked on Comics on NSCLiveTV.com, their Facebook group, and the Cheers to Comics Facebook group when that stuff is shared out. Uh, I always want to say retweeted out. That's not how Facebook works. On Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And when you jump in, you can expect, um, obviously, amazing auction action. Uh, wall of slabs and just all types of fun stuff. Uh, John, the host, and his goofy hats is always... He's a, he's a great host. He's a great host. So join John and Mary and the rest of the gang on Tuesdays at 6 Eastern and Saturdays at 7 Eastern for the best in auction action. And I know it's some people don't have the means to go get comics right now. So jump on these auctions, man. And when you jump on NSCLiveTV.com, you're going to see it's not just hooked on comics. I have other sponsors that come from there as well. Um, I've got Sergeant and the Commander Auctions. I've got the Comic Kingdom of Canada. Uh, they, uh, Yeah, man, find them all. Find them all. So, uh, with that being said, I think this has been a podcast. It has definitely been a podcast. Uh, I hope you slurs are staying safe, distanced, and have your nose in a comic of some sort during all of this. Because there's plenty to read. There's plenty to read. And if you guys need suggestions, 
fucking well i mean the podcast <laughs> but hit me up on twitter or facebook you know join the cheers to comics facebook group we get the we get all in depth in those discussions and stuff so uh yeah you know, use slurs read responsibly cheers of fuckers Hi, you're listening to Cheers to Comics Podcast. Hey, how you doing? My name is Joey Galvez, and I'm here to invite you to head on over to the 143 Podcast Network to check out all our shows that range from collecting, music, all things geek, all under one roof, right here on the 143 Podcast Network, partnering with Age of Radio. Check us out. Good day, I'm Ken. And I'm Steve, and we're the hosts of the Nerd Cantina Show, where nerd culture and society intersect. Whether you come for entertainment news, or some space and science talk, we are here to keep you informed on weekly nerd topics and discuss how they affect us as a society. As well as having in-depth interviews in our Cantina Conversation and Fight Me Fridays. Just like any cantina, we want you to join in on the conversation. From our blog at thenerdcantina.com, our voicemail line, or our closed Facebook group at thenerdcantina.com forward slash community, where we really get to interact with our fans. So pull up a stool and get involved in our community.